0: All right, I'm going to call Amazon and see if they can give me some pointers on fly selection.
1: Thank you for contacting Amazon. We're experiencing longer than normal wait times. We're
0: sorry about this. All right, now let's try Drift Outfitters Fly Shop in Toronto. Drift Outfitters, Chris speaking. Hey, Chris, it's Mitch from SoFly. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, just calling to ask about uh, some steelhead flies. Oh,
2: yeah, what do you need to know?
0: Drift Outfitters and Fly Shop at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto is your friendly, supportive, local shop that is far from being just a shop. It's our community fly fishing hub right here in Ontario, a province filled with opportunities to catch all kinds of different fish. And who best to ask about those opportunities, techniques, and appropriate gear choices than the awesome crew down at Drift Outfitters. Drift has been our go-to since they opened. They're packed with gear, flies, rods, clothing, and more to get you out on the water having fun. They're not a store, they're friends. Friends with all the best advice. So if you're just getting into fly fishing or have been doing it for decades, Drift Outfitters should be part of your life. Visit them online at driftoutfitters.com or in-store at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto. Oh, and welcome to another episode of So Fly. Uh, my name is Mitch. We've got Aldo. Hello, hello. And we've got Yoma. Hello and we've got another episode here we're very excited to be chatting uh to all of you about today with a very cool topic um obviously if you've seen the title it's it's all about striped marlin and billfish in general so we're we're pretty excited but uh, let me just kick this off here bit of an intro. The Billfish Foundation was founded in 1986 with a mission of conserving Billfish worldwide. Their Keystone program was the traditional tagging program, which began in 1990. Today, it's grown to be one of the largest international Billfish tagging programs in the world. Uh, Most recently, two members, Peter and Jeremy from TBF, were involved with Costa in kicking off the Marlin Fly project, of course, which last episode we spoke all about with Hannah and Joe, who spearheaded this initiative. Um, and We got to learn more about the project itself, but today we're going to do more of a deep dive into striped marlin to learn more about these super incredible fish that we've never really talked about on the podcast uh, before. Uh, Peter Chai Bongzai is the Director of Conservation Programs at the Bill Fish Foundation. He grew up in the Great Garden State of New Jersey and went on to get degrees at the University of Miami Miami in marine science. He's worked at the Bill Fish Foundation for over 17 years. He's had the honor to serve and actively participate and hold appointments to regional fisheries management organizations such as the Highly Migratory Species Advisory Panel, the Gulf (laughs) and Caribbean Fisheries Institute as a board member, uh, ICCAT Advisory Committee, and IATTC General advisory community. Uh, Jen- Jeremy Higgs is the assistant director of the Center for Fisheries Research and Development at the University of Southern Mississippi. He grew up exploring nature and fishing in the Midwest and Great Plains. Uh, these interests fueled his curiosity in the aquatic world, which resulted in him studying marine biology and coastal sciences. He left the Midwest for warmer coastal climates and began his career as a fisheries biology biologist. Sorry. Uh, in this role, he has <laughs> conducted studies on a variety of different topics, ranging from oyster reef restoration to sport fish management, uh, to highly migratory species research and a little bit of everything else in between. We're super excited to be talking to these two today uh, because all of these topics are things that, you know, we sometimes touch on the show and know absolutely nothing about. Um, so very, very excited to talk to the pros. Uh, but today, both Peter and Jeremy, of course, join us here on SoFly. Fellows, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you for having us we appreciate it where are you
0: guys uh calling in from today
3: uh we're calling in from the bahamas today actually what well
0: that's pretty because i already knew that
3: obviously we we're talking before the show <laughs> yeah we already knew that but, but,
0: that's what the guys oh my god no, really, really? <laughs> together. you guys are wow. together obviously <laughs> uh, you're, you're down at uh, a conference of some kind what's the conference you guys are at uh
3: yeah we're uh we're at the gulf and, uh gulf and caribbean fisheries institute conference uh they're having their 76th Seventy-six, yeah. yeah. Annual conference. Uh, luckily, down here in the Bahamas, so it's a great place. Awesome. It, doesn't, it doesn't stink, I'll tell you that. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> for real, yeah. How's the, how's the, uh, what, how long have you guys been down there for? Like, what day is it into the conference?
4: I don't even know what day it is now. So what is the first day, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you the lucky. First day of the conference? Oh, first uh, day. Of the yeah. Opening ceremonies and things last night, but first That's full right. day of the conference. Okay, second. Yeah. And it runs through uh, through the end of the week. So nice.
2: Yeah, right.
5: Now are they doing like at this conference? You touch on a little bit of everything. Like, is it is it you know highly migratory species, inshore fisheries, and kind it, of everything? Yeah, it's
3: everything. I mean, there there'll be things from uh, from bottom fish like uh, snapper, grouper to bonefish, talking about management policies. Um, there, are, you know, colleagues from a number of other organizations uh, here that um, that deal with not only highly migratory bottom fish, uh, coastal species, but then looking at management and some policies of how they affect not only the fish itself, but really what's really interesting is the communities that are affected by it too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like a lot of times, a lot of conferences, especially scientific ones, they'll focus only on the science Mm-hmm. and not how the science is actually applied. Right. right. Right? To the people that are actually going to be directly or even indirectly affected. And Perfect. I think that's what GCFI does a really great job of. Yeah, oh, they try amazing. to find that that bridge. And that's so,
0: kind of like the yeah. Billfish like Foundation's thing as well, right? Obviously finding the bridge between the science and how it impacts people. Yeah, I mean, I mean Great job there. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: actually thought there was dirt.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> for Mitch, those of you, you, uh, ever, wa- you,
3: I was about to say, Mitch, if you ever need a, uh, you know, yeah. hire, we well, can hire you for a publicist, you know. So. Man, yeah. he's, he's a copywriter. He's a yeah. He's copywriter. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. I like that. Um, I like
5: that. Yeah, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can watch Peter brush the dirt off his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's very cool. Um, <laughs> um, well, I mean, that is kind of cool because we were chatting about, um, mm-hmm. you know, that with Han and Joe, like, you know, having that com- the community in, you know, in Mag Bay involved in- and how that, uh, you know, uh, impacts the community, which I know we're going to get to in the latter half of this uh, mm-hmm. this show, but um, but that's really neat. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes it act-
0: actionable, right? When it's like, there's one yeah. thing, it's like, I mean, and this is probably a good bridge because I'd love to just learn more about both of you guys, like how you got into you know the lines of work that you did and 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 where it all started from you know like um i feel like the science and and all of that that stuff is interesting and and it's cool to like learn about uh it gets people excited but when you can apply it i mean that's when it becomes fundable i guess right but but yeah how did how did maybe peter we'll start with you like what led you to to this to this job this line of work what got you interested in fish
3: well i mean what got me into fish is um, I'll be honest. I was a little kid, and I remember uh, a couple of things. I remember going to my mom's work, and one of her colleagues had a probably a hundred gallon tank yeah. in the office, wow. and his name was Fishkin. His last name was Fishkin, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Thinking about it now, and <laughs> like I, my all those mom last would
4: names.
3: say, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. My mom would say I would be in front of that. Tank for hours, yeah. and she knew I didn't need to do anything. She didn't need to do anything. I just sit there, plant myself there. <laughs> um, that at an early age, I really knew that I wanted to do something with fish, and I just happened to be really luckily. There was a pond maybe like 200 yards away from my house, mm-hmm. so I could literally oh, just wow. walk down the hill, and I would, you know, get a piece of bread or find a nightcrawler and just whatever I would catch, whether it was like a goldfish, yeah. you know, or a bugle, whatever, yeah, yeah. or even a shoe, it didn't really matter. Right? Yeah, it just, totally. I just wanted to go out and see what I could catch. And it was, it was just super fun. Um, and then tying into like everything that I've basically done since I was a kid has led my way here to where I knew that I wanted to be in work that was environmental marine or like water-based always wanted to be water-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout college, I did marine science. And then when I did um, grad school, I did the same. Uh, and it wasn't really until grad school to where I knew more about the community itself and how tight-knit it was. Right. Because I think, I don't know about you guys, but as anglers, you're just, sometimes you're isolated, yep. right? And you don't mm-hmm. think about the community as a whole. Yep. But when I got into grad school, I really saw how amazing the community is and how tight-knit they are. Right. Um, you know, pros and cons obviously behind it, mm-hmm. but how amazing that community is and that sense of fellowship and fraternity mm-hmm. is almost unquestioned when it comes to other, other lines of work yeah. or other communities. I feel like it's very special. Um, and it's something that I feel very near and dear to mm-hmm. just because, man, I don't want to lose the ability for potentially someone to lose their job or someone to not be able to see the things that I've seen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To really make it better. So that's how I kind of got that's it. That's cool. Sorry, lost. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. I mean, I mean, just, no, to, no. just to go back a little bit for a sec, like what was it about? I always find it interesting. And I mean, like all the people we have on this show and obviously us, like we're all pretty obsessed with fish um, and i you know i think that same passion could be said for people that like birds or those what right. i'm always interested right. to know why people what about fish people are into like what do you think it
3: was that you made you sit in front of that tank for hours as a kid Every, everything like the physiology of it yeah. i think the first thing right just seeing you know seeing these awkward looking animals mm-hmm. be able to like dart so fast and like be able to squeeze in between like little spaces so fast to go backwards like I still remember this one time we were fishing in Isla Mujeres, and we were inside a bait ball. Just we had an epic trip, and we was like, "We're done fishing. Mm. We just wanted to see what it's like to be in a bait ball." And we get in there, and my buddy's like, "You know, we've never heard of people getting impaled before, but you know, it's possible." Mm. And my buddies and I were like, "We're we're gonna go anyway. We're we're not stupid. Mm. We're maybe we're yeah. be a little silly, but we'll be careful." Yeah. I just remember. <laughs> We go in this bait ball, guys, and it—I don't know if you've ever dove in a bait ball before, like snorkel or feed dive. Would love to. No. But no. You have, <laughs> want to. You, you have these sailfish, which are the fastest fish, right? Yeah. In the water, and my my son calls them ocean cheetahs, which I love. That's cool. And <laughs> and you just have these fish literally darting, and it's just amazing that they have the ability to go, like right in right between your face. And that's exactly what happened multiple times with my buddy and Jesus i Christ. it would literally go like where jeremy and i are right now yeah. it would there would be bait right here and go whoosh, oh my right, god right there that's so Jesus scary and it's it's incredible yeah. like i'm sure he probably might have messed his pants but it was um, <laughs> yeah. it was amazing yeah. it, like like i said it, i think it's a whole host of things like the different colors that they can change yeah. you change into yeah. like mm-hmm. learning that they can change sexes too is yeah. kind of weird and, funny and you know, yeah. Wild. D- yeah, wild, wild, right?
5: wild. Yeah, wild. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, you know, you know mammals. You know, here's mammals yeah. doing yeah. that very often. No. Yeah.
1: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get embarrassed quite a bit. So I kind of turn pink at times, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no,
0: Now that's cool. I mean, I totally feel you. Like fish are just like they're just kind of yeah, you know, like really unique. You know,
3: species. I mean, they're kind of like you know, it's kind of weird because I always thought of it as like they're like aliens on earth right like we still are learning so much about these fish Mm -hmm. like jeremy does so much great work at the lab down in southern mississippi Mm -hmm. him and his colleagues not only there but everywhere else like they're learning so much more about not only billfish but fish in general Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. fact like i always bring this up to like i just mentioned this to my son and daughter is like we know more about the moon and the surface of the moon it's so wild than we do about the ocean floor yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's and so they're like, crazy. no way, we're honored. How do we know so much? I'm like, I know, it still yeah. boggles my mind that yeah. we know more about the moon. <laughs> yeah. And we're still spending like trillions of dollars. Let's just figure out what's know, going what on in planet. Here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. Step one, you <clears throat> know, know, like here, and then we'll like look over the fence. Um, right. Yeah, I know. No, that's, that's very true. Oh, uh, Jeremy, well, why don't we just talk about, you know, like how you got into it now. I, I'm curious, you know, like I know you said you come from the Midwest.
4: Yeah, so... I guess it's kind of a similar story. I mean, my mom didn't have a friend at work with a fish tank, but I kind of grew up around fish tanks my whole life. You know, my grandparents had them. Yeah, I think we had one when I was a kid, but uh, we had a giant koi and like, oh wow, it was you know we had a fifty-five gallon tank and the fish were so big they could barely turn around, but yeah, they did. So like, that, was like, that was really neat as a child, right? Totally. And then I always went fishing with my grandpa, and you know, you know it was you know landlocked, so it was always bass fishing or, you know. Bluegill, yeah. if I was lucky, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just it was a different different uh, different area, and so a lot of fishing in you know Illinois, and at that point you know my little Snoopy rod and bobber and whatnot, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. and I was so excited, that was like one of my favorite activities was going with, uh, with my grandpa, and then mm-hmm. the dad's side of the family, they were up in Minnesota, so that was a whole different world of fishing. Oh, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember catching my first walleye and catching my first northern never got a muskie, but uh you know saw some yeah probably my most memorable catch as a kid was an eel pout and uh, I got made fun of for that (laughs) I never thought
2: (laughs) those are so cool (laughs) I know I feel like I was
4: told over and over again but you know and uh you know so there's just a passion there that kind of grew with fishing and A little bit older, I got to go off on my own and and just enjoyed being out in nature. And oftentimes I'd go fish by myself Mm -hmm. when I got to be a teenager. Yes. You know, just seeing the different wildlife and just, you know, curiosity and questions that came from that Mm -hmm. and uh, ended up in Kansas uh, during my high school years. It's just where we kind of finally settled out at and uh, got real interested in the marine world at that point. And Mm -hmm. I think I've had ocean a handful of times prior to that. And decided that uh, the college path was going to be something with the sciences. And the more I thought about it, I decided that marine science is kind of where I wanted to end up. And there was one school in Kansas. It was about that big.
2: Yeah.
4: And, uh, I think we had like 500 students on main campus total. Oh wow! And, wow. Uh, a marine bio program, <laughs> A marine bio program in Landlocked Kansas. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and, uh, and so I went all in. I did it. You know, I got into some other schools. Got in down in Florida, but my folks decided that Kansas was. safer place to be Mm
2: -hmm.
4: and uh so i did it and one of our requirements Mm -hmm. is that we did a summer semester at a marine lab
2: okay
4: and uh, two of our professors went up and taught up in oregon and i thought well you know it's kind of cold and chilly and i don't know if i want to go up there and so i picked the gulf coast research lab in mississippi yeah from a flyer on a poster board down in the main lobby <laughs> that we built our science building. Like That's awesome. That <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. And it was that just awesome. like no good reason to go down there except I saw it. Like, I bet it's warm in Mississippi yeah. in the summer. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Probably hot as hell, actually.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I, I went down to Mississippi, spent the whole summer down there, learned about the barrier islands we have, took a shark biology course, and just fell absolutely in love with uh with the gulf of mexico yeah and uh ended up staying on and interning for the rest of that summer in the shark lab did a bunch of great projects um went home graduated about six months later and went back down to southern miss and started a graduate program that's cool and uh process of that coastal science program is what we have on in our area on the coast we're kind of a satellite campus yeah and and started doing some shark research for my masters that evolved into working on a variety of different fisheries topics, um, and as like Peter was saying, you know, working with the community is a very huge part of what we do. And just seeing that and now, the more I've been in my career and and working with people, just the sport fishing community in our area is very tied with our lab. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, especially some of our senior research scientists that we have. Uh, you can't hardly go anywhere with our, our colleague Jim Franks without 15 people stopping you. <laughs> Cause Jim is, he's the man, he's the man, yeah. he's, he's the godfather. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> yep. and everybody knows him since they were kids or their kids were kids right. or, you know, multiple generations. And so having that interaction, just working with the community yeah. really just, I mean, it's, it's a nice way to piece everything together and really makes it feel like this is a, you know, it is an important process that we're doing, but it's more important to see how the community is also involved in it how we can help, how we can help sustain their way of life and the way of life of generations coastal mississippi is a huge fisheries based industry yeah. and family mm-hmm. and so a lot of the work we do helps support that and helps to make sure that those fisheries can remain sustainable
5: yeah that's cool right. uh, it makes, it makes awesome. make sense yeah i mean the gulf of mexico is especially like uh, mitch and i were lucky enough to do uh the gulf in texas uh a couple times for red redfish, and that was just like, a cool place a special like... place and um yeah, we've always wanted to do Louisiana and stuff like that for redfish as well. So that's a, that must that must have been a really cool experience.
3: Yeah, so, you'll probably not want to come home if you go to Venice. Yeah, that's really? it. Just letting you know, yeah. you're probably gonna to want to stay
4: there forever. If you put- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do have to pitch that we have good redfish fisheries too. So you know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Sorry, I'm, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. My, my
5: <laughs> I'm sure you. I, yeah, if, I, you know, oh, yeah. I'm sure you do. But you don't need to blow. Yeah. No, no need to blow spots. Um, uh, you know, blow yeah. spots up, but uh, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so obviously, you know, you, you guys work uh, like you know, Jeremy you was just saying, assistant director at Southern Miss. Um, how do your roles fit into the Billfish Foundation? Like, what do you guys do at the Billfish Foundation?
3: So, so just just to be clear, so. I work for the Bill Fish Foundation and and Jeremy, he is a partner, he's one of our partners. Right. He's our research at the okay. university. Got it, yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, got so just it. to be clear, like whenever um, whenever I have a question or whenever I wanna collaborate with a, a research institution, yeah. they're one of the first ones, really because of the establishment of, of The Godfather with, with Jim Franks, right. we have such a good relationship with the lab and with Jeremy because of the work that we've done with them. Uh, We have a long history, probably, I don't know, two, at least two decades. Oh, at least. Right. Um, We've done a lot of work together. And when Costa had called us about, Hey, we'd love for TBF to be involved and to get some of the satellite tags in and do some scientific research. We're like, we have the perfect people for you. We're going to, you're going to work with us. Awesome. But if we're working together, we want to make sure that really good science comes out of it and we know. Because of the history that we have with them, we're definitely going to work with, um, with Gulf Coast Research Lab. Uh, so, and Jeremy and, and, and Dr. Frank. So,
0: right. That makes sense. Um, okay. So, when Costa called you guys to, you know, do this project and specifically do the, the striped marlin tagging, like, um, what was your initial
3: reaction to this? You know, like, <laughs> um, can I say I was jumping up and down like a giddy schoolgirl? I mean, yeah, you definitely can. <laughs> yeah. What had you I excited? Mean, you know 100 percent. i think for for me i was pinching myself honestly they had been talking about it like whispers in the background like peter we've got this thing going on you know we -hmm. we really (laughs) think it's gonna happen and then you know i think we find out maybe two months before the actual trip maybe about a month maybe in a month they said it's a go and we're like oh my god i didn't think it was ever going to happen um and for me like i said i pinch myself like this is a once in a lifetime I thought, like to myself, wow, we're going to be going to Mag Bay, which I've never been to Mag Bay before, but I've heard for over a decade how amazing that fishery is. Mm -hmm. But then two... Get to potentially satellite tag some fish. We didn't know we were gonna have 15 tags at the time, but you know we're gonna satellite tag some fish. And then three, we're gonna be going off pangas. And then four, it's gonna be all fly fishing yeah. too. So <laughs> it was like when I when I was talking with Joe about it initially, yeah. my mind was like, I don't know how many more times my mind can explode, but it, <laughs> it, you know it did when yes. they said, Oh, we're doing this. You know, you you're coming. It's gonna be you know three days of fishing. I was yeah. like. Everything's so what, epic, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like,
5: yeah, yeah. And we're getting thirty anglers together, and we're all gonna, be, yeah, exactly. you know, like, yeah, like, like right. okay. Yeah, okay. they didn't even
3: tell us who was coming. They're like, oh yeah, some people are coming. It's gonna be kind of a big deal, but we. Still like some of the
5: coolest guys. anglers around the world. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: <laughs> and and really, like, I think for me, and I told Joe and Hannah and everyone else involved in it, it was a transcendent trip for me right. personally. Wow.
0: What made it yeah, that? Like, was, what, what about that?
3: It was a trip to where, like, I've been on satellite tagging trips before, and those are all great. Listen, they're awesome. And all the anglers are down, really down to do all the stuff. But there were so many things, kind of, I feel like that was kind of stacked against us in a way. Like, in a one, way, yeah. Right? Like, it was a long journey from all of us to get there, first of all. Right. It's not an easy journey, but. Um, but the thing was, like, we had to go out to the fishing grounds in Pangas, which no one really knew how it was going to be. Like, the outfit was great. Los, Los Locos, they were fantastic. Um, but you go out there, and I've been on satellite tagging trips, and so is Jeremy. To where you know, you know you're fishing for three days, and you'd be lucky to tag right three.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Right, and you're like really, really you know, trying with conventional days. tackle and yeah everything. Yeah, right. You're you're trying to get them and. And for me, in the back of my mind, and I didn't want to tell him this, like, oh, you know, we've got all these tags. We're going to be able to get them all out. Don't worry. I'm like, but we're using conventional tackle. We can only get three. Yeah. And you're saying that you're fly fish. uh, Yeah. You're fly fishing for these suckers. (laughs) You understand what you're what you're doing here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. You've got the best of the best. I'm like, I know. But (laughs) these are Marlin from Pangas. Yeah. Right. Like. I've heard of people fly fishing from Marlin, I'm sure you have as well, but in big sport fishing boats. Yeah, like you deep know, sea kind of you're 90, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right? They're they're floating condos, floating mansions, yeah. right? Like this is in Pangas. You're you're doing sight fishing. You, and you know yeah. for me was, I was like, man, like yeah. to be able to pull off what they were able to pull off
2: mm-hmm.
3: to be able to get that community involvement. Mm-hmm. And I think for me as well was To have the community and the anglers all understand the goal, but all being super inquisitive and asking the real, really, really good questions about why this is being done and why it's so important. Mm -hmm. My mind was blown. Mm -hmm. Like when you talk to like Brandon Sear or Nick Lobady or Benny Blanco and they're like, they're literally asking you like really hard hitting questions about the research and about what, what this is going to do. And like... Wow. Like, oh, this they is... actually,
0: like, care. care. It's not just, yeah. like, a, yeah. you know, a kind of fishing, fishing trip. Yeah. Yeah,
3: it was, yeah, it was amazing. And then you just, the conversations you would have with them were were really good. You know, we were just BSing by the fire, having, you know, whatever we were drinking that night. But yeah. just having really, sometimes, you know, silly, silly conversation, but at the same time, poignant questions yeah. about, man, okay, has this ever been done before? You know, what are we looking to do? How can we better ourselves? Mm-hmm. And then you know, having the community members come in too and say, wow, this means so much that you're doing it here mm-hmm. and you're gonna help. I mean, we're not putting MAG Bay on the map at all, mm-hmm. but man, you're helping us, not not only helping us uh, as the fishery and the fish, but helping the community mm-hmm. to provide this baseline data that's never been done before.
0: Yeah, totally. Right?
3: Yeah. We're just like, Wow, like all these different things. That's why for me it was so transcendent to where it was all of the heartache to get out there, because it wasn't an easy putt to get to, right? No. Mm-hmm. I would do it 10 times over. A yeah. hundred times over. Oh, awesome. I, would, I would take, like I have a trip to Thailand soon, which is a 30 hour plane ride. I would do that 10 times to do what I did.
0: Yeah, man, that's so, cool. I mean, it's like on paper the idea is like from an investment standpoint, terrifying, you know? Exactly. Because it's oh like oh, okay, we're gonna do this complicated yeah. thing in like the most artistic way, in a way, you know? But <laughs> yeah. I think what that blend of science and art, fly fishing from pangas, with really passionate people, for scientific oh, yeah. purpose, but also to help community, like all of the things made it such a human trip, you know what I mean? Like it's not just like science and it's not just like fun, it's like yeah. this perfect mix of everything. Mm-hmm. It- I
5: think I think what's interesting, too, is like, you know, you watch if you, you know, and I think people should because they didn't, whoever shot that did an amazing job. But, you know, the eight minute dock. it doesn't look easy, but in a, in a weird way, it doesn't look hard. Like, oh, we had 30 of the best anglers and now we're tagging, you know, fish left, right and center. And so to just, if you were just to watch, if you just, if you were yeah. to just yeah. watch that video, you'd be like, you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, oh, like, marlin are well, easy to catch. What on. was so hard about yeah. that, you know, and like, I'm like. You know the layers is, uh, as to how difficult it was, and, and how well it went, and not not only just the fishing, but like to even get fifteen tags. You know, in our the last show, we realized how much even just one tag costs, mm-hmm. yeah. which is wild. Mm-hmm. It's and then, like, against you, you, guys, you know, you know like, Yeah, there's oh, a lot yeah. of yeah. you know funding, yeah. logistics to, to to really you know go up against. Um, well, there's a lot to unpack about what you just said, but maybe we, Mitch, Matt, please do we we'll just go back, back just one step before we get hardcore into the trip.
0: Yeah. yeah. Maybe just
5: a little bit about the Billfish Foundation. Like yeah. now we know how you're connected with it. You know, we you know, maybe we just need to learn oh, just a little bit because, you know, our listeners might not know. Yeah, of course. Mitch touched on what the Billfish Foundation is, but maybe you can illuminate us on like, you know, when it was founded, where is it based out of and like how many people are in the or Like what kind of size of this and sweep, like scope this organization Roger. has. I got you. Yeah. I got yeah. you.
3: No, so, so, um, I think Mitch, you talked about when we found in 1986, um, which was were... the year I was born, by the way. Oh, happy birthday! Wow, you are young, thanks, man. <laughs> you are, happy you are young, buddy.
5: <laughs> I'm not yet. He was. much wasn't even alive when you started the tagging program. <laughs>
0: My God. I know.
1: How old you
0: guys? <laughs> I'm 14. Well, you guys and I got a beard early, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: so yeah, so we were found in 1986 19, 19, uh, by basically a bunch of anglers and scientists that were going out and wanted to learn more about billfish. And at that time, nothing was really out there in terms of collecting that sort of data and right. understanding how it was being managed. So uh, a number of individuals, um, 50 individuals and in, uh, fishing clubs, they all got together and scientists. And what I love about the Billfish Foundation is it's always been about community and science and implementation of advocacy together Mm -hmm. all together it wasn't just you know one one segment of one segment of uh or one segment of people that were involved in the founding of tbf it was scientists as well as anglers as well as fishing clubs you know it was all sectors that were involved in it and what tbf does is we look to Uh, not only conserve billfish populations worldwide, but also to make sure that our fishing access is there all the time. To be able to have a sustainable resource Mm -hmm. for future generations, as well as making sure that those communities that are dependent on that healthy fishery are not only recognized, but promoted as well. So, for example, one of the reasons why we're here at this conference um, is basically, actually, your poster is about the collaboration between a nonprofit like the Billfish Foundation and a research institution, how effective that is to get things done. And, And actually, there was a great speech tonight by the Prime Minister of the Bahamas. It was actually an amazing speech of how cognizant at least this administration is in regards to what the marine resources mean to the Bahamas. right? And it stuck out to me to where he said, you know, there's, I'm gonna paraphrase him because yeah. I can't remember exactly, but he was basically saying, you know, how tied the Bahamian government and culture are to the marine resources and basically, we need to protect it, promote it, and make sure nothing happens to it negatively.
0: Wow, that's cool. great. Right?
3: And for us, that's, you know, an analogy is the same thing with TBF. We are doing everything in our power to make sure that we are the voice for the offshore angler or those that love um, to go offshore as well as those people that are part of that community. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we represent them not only on the advocacy side and the science side, but, you know, just to make sure that, that voice is always there Mm -hmm. that we can make sure that we have not only um the the voice there but we have the science to back up that voice if that makes sense yeah
0: yeah yeah. and a voice for the fish too right like i mean exactly because exactly obviously they're just yeah right It's cool yeah
5: um silly question might kick this to you jeremy uh what is a billfish like which what fish incorporate honestly
0: good question because like we're up in canada you know We've, i've been to the saltwater. i tell you what a walleye is I don't but know, uh i don't know much yeah. about billfish and i've very, been bone very fishing similar. yes
4: yeah well <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah the billfishes are um well you have your what are considered your true billfishes which are the marlins so you have blue marlin black marlin stripes white marlin um and then you also have your spearfish um your sailfish and then you have your, um, oh is there what two or three, of the. Um, you said white marlin. I said white marlin, okay. and then. You said spearfish. Said the spear. Who am I forgetting? You said black, blue, white, stripe, black white, stripe, spearfish,
0: short bill,
3: short bill, long bill, short bill, long bill. Uh-huh. Whoa, Mitch. And then, which <laughs> is on
5: Google actually.
3: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah brown yeah, round scale spearfish is a relatively new species that they discovered. What? Um, oh. Probably about less than ten years ago at this point. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Cool.
4: So, and then you have the non non the non traditional billfish would be swordfish. Yeah. Okay. Oh.
5: Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. You
3: guys have that up in Canada
5: yeah yeah i
0: mean you know yeah again not you know i mean like we said they're kind of like a walleye but just a lot bigger um <laughs> Her
4: nose looks a little
0: funny a little different but, you know, yeah yeah a
5: little, little little different yeah and yeah. so
0: straight what's the biggest billfish again it's the um because striped marlin aren't the biggest of the billfish right no it, oh, they're black relatively right? small
3: yeah compared to compared to other billfish they're relatively small but you know yeah. the biggest you know is is considered the blue which blue. can be the blue that know, makes sense yeah, be, yeah. you know if you give it a chance potentially over two thousand pounds. Yeah. Now, <laughs> any of
1: these entities these endangered or of like being very vulnerably endangered?
3: Yeah, so that's a great question. So there are, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna kinda skirt the question a little bit in terms of an answer. They are considered, I believe, threatened or vulnerable. No, vulnerable I believe. I believe vulnerable vulnerable. Yeah. But the the thing of it is, like I was, uh, I think I said earlier in the beginning uh, of this podcast is not a lot is known about billfish. They are not, um, they're not like a tuna or a dolphin fish or even like a trout where it's easy to collect information on them. These are rare event species and the more information we get on them, the better. But the statistics and the assessments that we see, we've seen it. Steadily, you know, either slightly increase or stay level. Um, that doesn't mean that there's, they're plentiful. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're never going to be like a mahi mahi or a dorado. Right. Um, but um, th- that's a great question. Um, we do believe that they are they're they're vulnerable, but they are not endangered. They're not threatened. Um, and it's it's something that we talk about all the time within advocacy or within science. Is we need more data. Right, mm-hmm. we need to understand more about this fish, and to kind of go on a sidebar a little bit, if 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 I please. may, please do, is, and you may. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, we have we have we have agreements with some of these tournaments that collect and harvest or land some of these uh, these magnificent fish, and a lot of people ask us, how can the Billfish Foundation, you know be a part of some of these tournaments that do that. Mm-hmm. And I can say this very confidently, is because we work with institutions like um, like Jeremy's, mm-hmm. because without the collection of those animals, we wouldn't be able to know more about them. That's right. how rare
4: they are, wow. right? Like, for example, they just, you, you wanna tell them about what just happened? So there was, a, there was just an 1140, what, 44 pound, Blue Marlin landed in Alabama What? Um, by, by chance. Yep. Charter boat, I believe, that was out and hooked oh into it. Oh, my God. Wow. And uh, it's, I believe, the Alabama record for sure. It's and a Gulf I of Mexico think it's record. Gulf of Mexico record. Wow. Um, I don't know how they do all that certification. That's outside of my wheelhouse, but it's the largest one I've heard about yeah. by far. And so... Wow,
5: 1,100 pounds. Jesus. Sam- <laughs> samples
4: from a fish like that are very... Few and far between at best. I think the biggest uh, marlin prior to that was 1,054 pounds that were caught over a decade ago. Right. And so I know that was sampled at the tournament that it was caught at as Alabama fish. I know samples were collected. Now, what comes from that, I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, We weren't directly involved in that, um, in the weighing in of that fish. You know since we kind of stay in our in mississippi you know area for the most part but we we work with other research groups that we're able to collect some samples from that and so ultimately um hopefully we'll be able to figure out what the age of that fish was mm-hmm. and that's important for what <laughs> that stock structure and uh, you know age structure for the stock and you know how what is their theoretical longevity can we get a good estimate in the gulf of mexico which you know we don't get a lot of fish landed so we don't have a real real solid baseline uh, for the data here or yeah. realistically yeah. anywhere, because just not very many fish are landed.
3: And, and that's, that's kind of what I was getting at. And I think I mentioned that within the documentary as well. We know so little about yeah. these fish, any chance that we have an opportunity to get and sample this data, a, a sample, um, have hard parts to sample, mm-hmm. especially off a of fish. Um, that is that large. Is it sad that it's not in the water swimming anymore? Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. But, our goal is to make sure there are more fish like that in the future and then more importantly is to learn from the fish that gave its life Mm -hmm. as well for
0: sure um yeah you know i think i think a lot like yeah i mean in a way it's like that fish doesn't die in vain Mm -hmm. you know and i know like that could be thrown around for all kinds of like probably much more trivial things but but this it's like actually because it's like you say they're that elusive and mysterious it's funny like I, th- I feel like brown trout are elusive you know for me it's like probably it's <laughs> obviously they're everywhere uh, what is like what is it about striped marlin or just billfish in general that makes them mysterious and elusive like why do we lack this information and and how do we not know and then it was probably the stupidest question you guys were probably like because the ocean's big you know like, yeah. But like how do we not know where they're That's going
5: I mean, I, it's kind yeah. of interesting. It's, 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 it's interesting because, yeah. like...
0: <laughs> That's right, yeah. It's pretty big.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. It's interesting because, like, you know, to your point, Mitch, like, when you think about it, Bill Fish or Sailfish or or Marlin in general, or, like, colloquially, mm-hmm. you know, you've seen it... You've seen them on, like, the walls of restaurants, right. and, like, yep. you see them in nature shows, and, and, you know... <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, and I know that sounds silly, but, like, they're kind of... People know what they to yeah. an extent like the average person probably knows what a billfish is Yeah, and you least, know like exactly. you've seen it on a wall and they know the difference a between a somewhere. marlin
0: and a swordfish and a yes. you know like so then to is,
5: hear that very little is known about them is almost like mm-hmm. I don't know surprising in a way but also not surprising because I mean we've been doing this show for so long so it doesn't really surprise us but like to hear that there's that little research on the it's, it's cool in a way
4: yeah and so, it, it, oh go ahead no no please so if you think about it you know Realistically, it's a trophy fishery, right? So the ones you see in the different establishments, you know, that's that large fish that somebody caught or a model of somebody's large fish or, you know, Mm -hmm, and so getting data off those trophy fish is great, but it's, it's a very small part of what we need to better actually understand the life history of that fish overall. You know, we need the trophy fish and then we need little guys, you know, little fish. Or juveniles. We need life stages, yeah. so we can appropriately understand like what their life history is. When do they become sexually mature? Mm-hmm. When do they start, you know, contributing back to the population reproductively? At what age is that? Not only what size, but what age? Yes. And so, and with that information, we can start setting size limits, and that might help to say, okay, we're not going to harvest undersized fish because they aren't sexually mature and they haven't been able to contribute back to the population or the stock. Very It's cool. the same with every other fishery. But a lot of our other fisheries, you know, you know, whether it's freshwater or coastal saltwater, it's easy to get samples, right? There's a lot of those fish that's close to shore. And so with the billfish, that's not the case, right? I mean, you get some sailfish that are close to shore and occasionally we see some other stuff that make it relatively as close, but a lot of our, at least in the Gulf of Mexico, a lot of those fish are coming from several hundred miles out. And so it's not close. It's not easy to get there. So it's a challenge. And if we're looking for younger individuals, it's a whole different that's, game. Thanks. Now we're on a research say. vessel, maybe halfway across the Gulf of Mexico, pulling nets, and Just it's a big ocean.
0: and it's seeing, red, whatever, right? So you yeah.
4: might get one, you yeah. might get none, and it could be two or three weeks out there. And you partner that with other projects to make it still viable, mm-hmm. but you never know what you're really going to get because it's randomized sampling, and it's not for those non-trophy fish. It's not something that's targeted. I think yeah. what's really interesting too, guys, I don't know
3: what you guys can show within the podcast, but these guys at the lab and other research institutions, but I'm going to I'm gonna say him because obviously he's here and I don't want to make him look bad either. <laughs> but um, what's really cool is, you know, we talked about how Blue Marlin can be over two, you know, one ton, 2,000 pounds, right? Yeah. But what's really, really neat and this blows, blows my mind all the time is they start Like smaller than this, like that's crazy. It's true,
1: that's right. Right, and
3: it it is, it blows my mind. And I remember showing my son this and my daughter this, and they're like, No, that can't grow that big, and then. What's even cooler is that they at the lab, like you said, they're pulling literally like it looks like pool nets, like gigantic pool nets, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're pulling it and they're trying to pick out all the different species they see in there. And you see all these things that look like aliens, yeah,
4: yeah.
3: right? They, they, are wild. they do not look like whatever they grow into. And Marlin are one of them. And I don't know, like, I don't know if you could show them at a later point, but it is awesome oh yeah it is awesome yeah. to see what these
4: what these guys look like as like two weeks old um yeah.
3: you know, they yeah, start out
4: never... the bills and then those develop after you know a short period of time and right. I think swordfish are the only yep. billfish that have a have bill, bill. bill. like from straight out of the the shoot but otherwise yeah. That's like true, they don't look though. anything like, they're, like they would once they get past that larval stage. They look yeah.
3: absolutely like aliens.
4: <laughs> it's awesome. It's I've so never so thought cool. about like
0: yeah. That yeah,
3: they
5: must start before. as like the smallest little teeny yeah, it's, it's like fingernail. a baby pigeon. You know, like you yeah. see
0: pigeons all the time. You never see a baby one. It's kind of the same thing. It's like the heck does a marlin yeah. baby marlin? Yeah. I think
5: David Attenborough like that. might
0: have
1: good. showed it once or twice. One of those, yeah. yeah, blue.
0: We'll have to share a picture on uh, on our Instagram.
5: Yeah, yeah for, maybe yeah. you know after we can get yeah. some photos and yeah. then while we're promoting yeah. the show because you know we should yeah. promote the show over a two-week span. We'll we'll yeah. we'll share some images on. How old Instagram.
0: is a thousand and a thousand-pound, marlin? So I don't
3: actually know. Mitchell, so Mitchell, they did. So, so the last I've heard, they and that's a great question, Mitch. I think it was you, Mitch, right? Mm-hmm. That said yes. that
0: it was me. Um, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. I've never seen one that big, so I don't know. Yeah. So I, I think the last yeah. one, and you could, we'd have to take a look at this. I think the last one that Noah did was a Pacific Blue that they had aged. Um and that was over a thousand pounds. And I think that was about twenty seven to thirty years old.
0: Wow. Okay. Um,
3: and just just fun fact, any billfish or any sorry, any Marlin over three fifty, they're all female. Too. Oh. So all of these um all of these big girls.
2: Yeah.
3: All these big fish are all girls. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the reason behind it is as you look in nature, a lot of it a lot of the bigger bigger individuals within a species are females mm. because of reproduction fecundity, yeah. kind of and everything like that too yeah. so a little fun cool.
0: 30 30 years okay yeah
3: that's
5: that's, that's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. it is wild to go
3: from small to something like that
0: in 30 years it's like jesus yeah. I, I mean
3: it's obviously all dependent on you know lots of variables right like yeah. how how much they're able to eat what's you know what's the environment like but right. but still yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, and that's why like i said it's super important for us to get or for our community research community to be able to get that information um, and to get those hard parts to really understand just the basic life history of Mm -hmm. these fish um
5: Um, you call them a rare event species what's a rare event or what's what do you define as like a a rare event
3: Uh, um like you they only show up yeah I mean according for, to Mitch it's like finding brown trout right so it's, it's impossible for me <laughs> For me, yeah, so. I'm not a good angler
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh I see it's yeah, rare so, in the sense of the event of finding them is rare correct, correct. Okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah, so like yeah, you're
3: rolling yeah. so, up
5: on like, like pods a, of jacks or something yeah,
3: yeah I mean th- think about it this way like if we were to go out in the Gulf of Mexico like when we, when we went out we went out in 2019 we went out with I think 20 boats to go out fishing right and we went out far, like 120 miles offshore. Yeah, at least, yep. yeah, at least 120 miles offshore. We had 20 boats actively looking for Bill fit, actively looking for blue marlin, and we only got, you know, a handful. I think maybe we got six or seven. Yeah, um, I think the year before we had like 12 or 13. Yeah, it was a bit more. It was a little bit more, um, and we still consider that a, a success. But that's a lot of effort to try to get you know, a handful of fish, yeah. right? That's why they're rare event. They're not easy to find. Um, we're still learning a lot about it. Like when we're doing the satellite tagging, we can see not only vertical, but horizontal information. We can see heat, we can see uh, uh, ocean, uh, sea surface temperature. Right. Um, there's lots of different things that it can help us provide. Like a round um, the fish as well, yeah yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the tags record temperature. And so like we can see whatever water temperature water profile mm-hmm. the fish is swimming in. So. Yeah. And then the migration may change
1: a little bit. I'm assuming, based based on how everything's warming up, may change.
3: I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Sorry, say that one more
1: time. I was just saying that could change their their migration too. I mean, since everything's sort of warming up, I mean, you can. A hundred percent. We we had this
3: really, we had this really cool track, and maybe I can try to share it with you if I'm allowed to. Is um a couple years actually on that 2019 it was showing how fish were going through the gulf of mexico going down to the yucatan basically following the edges of the eddy mm-hmm. like okay. the cold warm water yep. just following it right yeah. it wasn't going inside that much it was literally just going around wherever the eddies were yeah and it was really really cool to see basically have some validation that a lot of anglers have been talking about okay they don't like this kind of Temperature, water, and then specifically looking at where there's a lot of mixing going on, right? Right. To where there was more of a chance to find, you know, the prey that they were looking for.
0: Yeah, that's Hmm. cool. Um, Okay, so why striped marlin? Why specifically striped marlin? And why? Yeah, let's get into mag bay. Let's get
5: into that. Now that we've got, we keep delving down into
0: (laughs) deeper into the marlin. Deeper
5: into the marlin fly. Now we have arrived at the marlin fly project. (laughs) What
3: What was that again? Uh, do you do you want to go for it? So I, I think for for Costa's purpose is they were looking at um, and I can't speak for them obviously but I think what they were looking at was what is going to be what fishery you know means a lot to that community specifically right. yeah right? yeah and they were actively targeting striped marlin um, and they have been and they were trying to do something really unique and novel which was you know that that outfit Los Locos they're doing specifically on fly I know they do some conventional but really their specialty is fly and then they had talked to us about hey you know has any research been done on this stuff before and I honestly I kind of laughed at them because I'm like satellite tagging you know on the fly (laughs) you guys are crazy yeah right like there there were there were discussions of is this an actual good idea because it's one thing to do it for publicity but is it going to hurt the fish is it going to what is it yes. going to do right and when we had talked about it we had you know they were talking about all these different methods that they were looking to do and how they're going to do it i was like okay i could see this working i just i don't know how successful we're going to be even with these amazing pros that they were going to bring yeah. Um, and we, I know that they want to highlight that community, that fishery, that's very specific fishery mm-hmm. and that's why, and they knew okay. obviously striped Marlin is very near and dear to that community, especially that San, Car- I think St. Carlos, that was the community that, yeah. that it was out of. Yep. Yeah.
0: So, Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's just
3: such a beautiful fish too, you know, like in the, film, like, yeah. they're just like
0: the blues of these fish, yeah. it's just unbelievable. Lit up
4: is insane. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: crazy. One of the most beautiful species yeah. out there, for yeah. sure.
4: So I think the the other interesting side of that is, you know, not knowing what we were getting into when we got down there, right? So we Marlon right. so Marlin were <laughs> because that's what the fishery is there. Mm-hmm. And it, it's obviously <clears throat> booming, which was just absolutely incredible. Those things are everywhere, Yeah, um, which is awesome, awesome to see. Seeing them light up and slash through bait balls. But, yeah,
5: so cool. Well,
4: with this this fishery that's growing, you know, how does it impact the the population? How does it impact the fish? Mm-hmm. And you know that that's super variable, right? You know, fly rod might be a slower time to land it than conventional tackle; it might not, depending on who you are. And you know, how does how what is the survivability? <clears throat> and so that was one of the big questions and one of the conversations. And we you know we didn't know going into it. Yeah. And, and we know we know more now, but we're still waiting for more data to come in as well. So. Right, sure, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, why? I mean, yeah, why not Stripe marlin? You know, like it's like let's start somewhere, and why not start with them? And it was cool to hear from from Joe and Hannah about like just the thing that blew my mind was the fight, like in terms of a striped marlin was getting it the fish in pretty quickly on a fly rod. You know, with
3: I was shocked, honestly. Hannah. I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I shouldn't be knowing the individuals that they brought. You know, from Hillary to Paula to yeah, Brandon and all these guys, they were. They were amazing and they, you know, they were so careful
2: mm-hmm.
3: with yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so interesting. Like I said, you know, you know, angler to angler, scientist to scientist, whatever, that's, that's all great. But you can tell when someone is being not only an active listener, but like being incredibly careful about every yep. single detail, yep. yeah. they wanted to make it 100%. We, they want to make hundred percent sure that we were comfortable yes with yeah. the way they were doing it yeah.
4: it's cool which that they cared you know, yeah. for
3: for some of those guys mm-hmm. they don't need to listen to me at all mm-hmm. they you know they yep. you know and you know if we were talking about fly fishing in montana where paula i think paula she wouldn't listen yeah. to me at all but when it came to this stuff they knew how important it was Mm-hmm. And they wanted every single checklist off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they made sure that they were, you know, you know, stripping it right. They were reeling in correctly. And I was shocked how fast it was coming in. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Some of them were less than like two, three minutes. It was, yeah. it's so crazy. Up. It was huge. It was so so <laughs> yeah. Absolutely incredible. It was insane. Yeah. It was yeah. absolutely insane. And then you, <laughs> I don't know if they told you, but there's this awesome scene. I remember, like, I think that was our first day, and Benny is reeling in a fish with half a rod
0: oh really yeah
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have
5: got some pretty awesome pictures that the photographer yeah, nick um yeah. he's, he's been amazing. on our show before cool yeah, guy, he's, and, uh, he's, really great great guy. Photographer. he's got some of those awesome shots of benny's rod and luckily you know again luckily enough mitch and i have fished with benny and we know how passionate yeah he is yeah. about pretty much everything and uh i'm sure that must have been a, quite a scene oh man
3: <laughs> it was it was so weird to me like um when i was t- i was telling my buddies when i came home i was like listen the fishery is amazing but half the time i was just watching them cast
1: yes. yeah
3: i wasn't looking at the yeah. fish yeah. i was just watching the beauty of them casting yeah. Like, watching, you know, Benny or, you know, Paul or Hillary or, like, Brandon, all these amazing pros, literally, like, backcast. they're just doing, like, oh, you know, nothing, like, 50 yards that way, 100 yards that way, like, yeah. you know, rocking on the panga, you know, like, perfectly placing where I said to, you know, drop the line, they're like, it was... It, cool it, it was making me smile from ear to ear mm-hmm. and I, I had to catch myself sometimes because i wasn't watching the fish because i was like oh my god they're, they're casting again i need to watch
5: them <laughs> <laughs> peter take the fish jesus <laughs> i mean
0: it's cool like how fishing and like fly fishing too obviously is like evolved over time from you know you think about like fishing and like outdoor sports and, and fly fishing back in the day of being like tough, like dominate nature, you know, like kill the fish, eat it. Like, right. you know, to now where it's more like some anglers are even and like, we've talked about it before, like thinking about like, gosh, I hang the rod up. Cause like, I love the fish so mm-hmm. much. I almost don't even want to hook it. You know, it's like, yeah. it's yeah. cool. The progression of things.
3: It was, it was, like I said, it was such a transcendent trip for me. And I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself like a no, broken no. record, but it, no, that please. was a time after that trip. I'm like, I need to learn how to fly fish. I need to, learn how to do this. <laughs> after watching like the majesty of their cast and then yeah. just understand the passion that they had for them like yeah. i need to understand this and because of that trip i took my first fly fishing trip to north carolina and Asheville, and that was Sweet. a completely oh, nice flip my script in terms of what fishing was like mm. yeah like just because like i didn't know what i was doing i was listening to the guy was telling me what to do like i know what to do kind of but not really yeah but like you're not on a boat with like four or five or ten other people like you know talking yeah. to them you're literally in nature by yourself yeah with your guide kind yeah. of it was a surreal experience it really was yeah. it was it was a yeah. really cool. surreal experience
4: yeah no, that's I great that.
5: jeremy do you fly fish
4: so i i dabbled when i was younger yeah. in colorado and caught a few trout and i hadn't really touched it at all but then when we were down on this trip yeah. you know tags were out Everybody was happy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I want a shot. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So they gave me a spinning rod. So I, you know, had my shot with that, got one of the boat, and like, they're everywhere. There's a fly rod right here. Do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, let's let's try. Yeah. And so uh, Noah Thompson was the guy that was on our boat, and he walked me through it. I mean, it's been 15 plus years since I picked up a fly rod. Yeah. Walked me through it made a bunch of cast got one to the boat nice no way that's That's
1: awesome did the muscle memory come (laughs) back or was it a a new learning experience i i think
4: it was pure luck yeah And it was just pure, pure you luck, you but, just blacked, you know, blacked out. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I just woke up and there was a fish there suddenly. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> I'm sure they caught it. They did a yeah. hook and hand. Oh, you yeah.
0: did a great job. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if you need some motivation, uh, just across the street from you guys on Andros Island, you can go visit our guide Prince, and he'll motivate you. <laughs> to become a great angler yeah. if you want to go fish for bonefish yeah. that's awesome yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's they were,
3: actually it was funny they just mentioned um, an award winner last night uh, sorry tonight Prescott Smith who I guess yeah. fishes out of Andrews as well yeah. um, I guess he's a fly fisherman as well so um, I met him like a couple years ago and he's a very passionate I'll say the least uh, angler <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, that's cool man.
5: yeah Andrews is cool it's like yeah yeah we can talk about bone Yeah, anytime. yeah, but, yes, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> But yes. Yes. It's, a, it's a very the bombs are a special place. Yeah. Um. Oh my God! I lost my train of thought. Oh. No, lost my train. Of thought. No, it's gone. Well, I, oh, I, I, guess, kinda, I guess initially, sorry, yeah. initially, like I know Hannah and Joe had mentioned <laughs> that there was like there's uh um, you know certain tags, um at different time. Uh, is interval the right word? um you know like three months six months eight months 12 have you started seeing some of that data or like starting to come back or are you trying to you know have you analyzed any of it or yeah so we had
4: um some of the opportunistic tags that we brought down um that weren't part of the initial plan but they were made available which was phenomenal to bring these with they were they were um they're getting a little bit older and they have a certain shelf life, battery life. And so they were reprogrammed to last for four months. And so we put out, I think it was five or six, I think it was six four month tags. And so they popped off as expected about four months later, one of them came off a little bit uh, prematurely, but that's pretty common with satellite tags. You almost never get the full duration of what the time is for deployment.
2: Right.
4: And, um, you know, so I guess let me back up a little bit. You tag your fish, It's back in the water, and that tag starts calculating time and starts recording data. At the prescribed time, it actually has an attachment at the the tip that releases, and the tag floats to the surface, and then starts transmitting data to the overhead satellites. And so when the tag's actually on the fish, we have no knowledge of what's going Mm -hmm. on. And so it is radio silence for however long that deployment is. So for three months or so, we didn't hear a word. Scary. And, and you just assume that yeah. hey, yeah, that <laughs> is half a dozen tags. We just threw in the water. I hope these things tacks.
5: are working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they yeah. might
4: be. They might not be. Right. And so we're getting we got some data back on those half a dozen fish with the short deployments. Um, post processing is a lot of work.
3: Oh um, yeah. So yeah.
4: Once you get the data back, it goes back to the company, and then it goes off to uh, then for a further post processing to get good geolocation information on them
0: because literal uh, months of just 24 yeah.
4: 7 data yeah right? yep and yeah. you know and that data is recorded you know every 15 seconds every 30 seconds depending on how right. you program the tags Perfect. and so right. there is just an absolute ton of information that can be you know garnished from these tags that's and, so exciting though. Yeah. No, what, yeah, what it's,
0: are like the main things part. you guys are hoping to like learn like what are so, the big things you know you guys you know, would be I stoked think- to see
4: my biggest question going into this is post-release survivability right, right. yeah things yeah. on the fly this is wild it's a booming fishery yeah, yeah they swim off grade, are they actually swimming off grade. seems yeah. to be they are right so that's that's it's amazing cool. our tags popped off and they're supposed to so at the very least that means the fish survived next yeah.
0: right? up to an x number like time of fight you know it's like yeah. we know right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. And,
4: and the
3: thing is too And I don't know if we mentioned, so every time that one of these fish were tagged, we recorded every single thing from, and I think Joe had mentioned this, you know, length, you know, time and and everything like that. So we had a good start, like good baseline starting data to where we knew, okay, later on when we, hopefully when we recover the the tag and the tag data, okay, this is, you know, this can be used to look at the history of, of that fish and of that Mm -hmm. tag. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, so so like survivor survivor survivability based on catch and release practices is your kind of main thing, Jeremy.
4: That was my biggest question going into this, but then you know the curiosity factors there of where do they go? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's what. Yeah, yeah, for me, that's like I'm
5: like, like, where are they? Where they go? I was surprised to find out you (laughs) guys don't know
0: where they go, and I was like, how do these guys not know where the marlin are Mm -hmm. going? You know, it's like, it's cool. Like it's like, what if they're nuts? Like I said, we're (laughs) we're. (laughs) I don't know, what if they're going to like you know, Australia or something, you know? It's like, who, who knows?
3: I mean, it, what's really cool, and again, I sound like a broken record, but we are still learning
0: yeah.
3: about yeah. these fish. And, you know, it just happened to be that, you know, we had opportunistic tags that we could bring along so we could do further research on this. Yeah. And then we had a great partner like Costa that to invite us to do something like this that we had a great community that was really amped to mm-hmm. really be a part of this and really take care of what, and understand the mission as well. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said, it worked out so incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that we're getting, you know, we're starting to get some of the data back. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, incredible.
4: Cool. And the community's involvement and their, their appreciation for the sustainability of the resources that they have. Yeah. Right? They know it's a special area. Of course they're there. I mean, I was there yeah. for 20 minutes and realized how, how <laughs> yeah. amazing this area was. I like, could imagine being from San Carlos. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, we got our, our short-term tags back. We have, there were some eight month tags that were deployed. We know, I know data has come back from that. We haven't, that's nice. not processing yet. Um, one of the, actually I'm almost a hundred percent certain that one of the tags that's in that, uh, or one of the, one of the tagging events that's in the eight minute, uh, clip. Yeah. is one that popped off to the day 10 months later like it was programmed shut
5: oh, up no way and you know jeremy that, that never happens almost that's never happens awesome. you know <laughs> that's
4: news for me that is awesome that's, that's awesome cool. i was yeah. watching that and i was uh actually that's Jim so cool we we were about awesome. some of the data he, that's hey, so cool this tag just popped day. off that's so like, cool i think that was dave's tag and so it worked I things i'm like hey, that might be in the video actually oh my god that's but so rad and so that's obviously not through processing yet. It. it was sent back to the company, and they have to do their their magic in, to it. In it now, yeah. yeah. And then uh, we still have some twelve month tags that are deployed, and you know, sometime mid December, hopefully, we'll get data back from those too. It's it's pretty amazing too. Like, again, sidebar, just because I'm sorry, yeah. um,
3: but it was just really interesting because that first day, and I don't know how, yeah. if Joe Joe had told you, but. We were almost skunked that first day. Yeah, yeah, they were
5: saying the first day was like ooh. First day was well <laughs> <little, little> tough.
3: <laughs> For the
4: record, I wasn't there the first day, so I had nothing That's what was. Oh, wow. pass,
0: wow, there you go, man. Oh, Jeremy cool. shows up all of a sudden. He's <laughs> taking shots and, and catching fish. fish. I mean, they,
3: they were <laughs> trying to they trying to blame blame me, and then like Jamie's there, and like oh, we're taking Jeremy fishing all yeah. the time now. Yeah. Right, yeah. So. But what was really neat was like about the post-release mortality and like thinking about all these yeah. different cool things is. What was really neat the next day is mm-hmm. that we, I think it was either Perrin, Wiley, or Nick was in the water and they saw, or someone had taken a picture of our satellite tagged fish. Oh, cool. It was the next day they saw wow. the same striped marlin that was tagged. Right. And wow. I was like, again, I was like, what? Like, what are the odds that? Yeah, it's incredible, right? it's great yeah I, I don't know it's there's so many cool things about that trip and i'm sorry i'm totally like gushing about it no, but- no, no i mean, quite, wish yeah, i was exactly. there thanks a lot yeah. joe yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is such a fun yeah it's just like to think there's a fish or fish swimming around right now with tags you know in them that could pop off in december and it's just like really neat thought mm-hmm. you know
5: i'm yeah. stoked to hear you know it'd be cool to hear after the dad data's process to yeah you know,
3: like what's what, the what result I think and I think, like, and I think that's, that's the goal too. is like, you know, Costa Coast is really innovative and Joe and and Hannah and the entire team, they get it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they totally get uh, totally. the conservation aspect, the community aspect of it. And this was, you know, this was an epic trip by all by all by all numbers, right? By all proportion. I forget what the analogy is or what mm-hmm. the idiom is there, but mm-hmm. but it wasn't just an epic trip, right? It was, it was, a it was a point A to a point Z. It just wasn't a point A. Right? Yeah, yeah, there was, right, yeah. there's multifaceted factors that will continue for years. Right, really, yeah. if you think about mm-hmm. it, um, yeah. they understand it. You know, they understand it from that community conservation science aspect of it. Um, and yeah. we, we can't thank them enough for having us be, be a part of it. Really. Oh, yeah, it's yeah.
5: Yeah. Oh, that's wicked.
0: It's cool when marketing initiatives like uh, like actually turn in, like people actually, the people behind them are actually like genuinely yeah, passionate it's about. Yeah, exactly. Vers- you know versus I mean? like, sell an ad Like campaign. Joe and Hannah are, like we know that they are, yeah. they really do love mm-hmm. this stuff. And yeah, it's cool.
5: Yeah. It's wild um, how many projects they're involved with but that's an, another side Barbara. yeah yeah we've okay. been working with them since 2020 and, you know in our little micro community they help us out they're always busy. you know they're always yeah. busy helping someone out which is pretty mm-hmm. pretty cool
3: it's um, all about i feel like too it's like going back to the original reason why we're here mm-hmm. is that's why i think we're all in this community because it is yeah. so tight-knit and when yeah. when someone asks for help it's it's almost immediate. I'm, yeah. I almost feel like, like it's that way. And you that's don't cool. see that that often in a lot of other communities or a lot of other work, you know, arenas yes. well. yeah.
0: totally tight knit, small world. And then an actually having, yeah. Yeah. It's benefiting from that. that's cool. Correct.
5: All currents um, connect somehow. Oh, Whoa, cool. <laughs> Coast really next cool. tagline. Deep. <laughs> that
0: <is> deep, although <laughs> deep. Yeah. Jeez cheese. Oh, okay. What? Okay, just to end this out, round this out, is there, like, what, I mean, you, you know, you just mentioned earlier, like, you're at this conference, you know, the Prime Minister was speaking about, um, which is really cool, like, the importance of fisheries and stuff. I mean, that's amazing to hear that kind of stuff, you know, coming from um, the Prime Minister. That's awesome. Um, outside of the Marlin Fly project, what are some things, other things you guys are working on that you're excited about? Um, you know, I'm sure this is probably tons of stuff, but... The Coles notes, a couple little zip zappers of, uh, you know,
5: <laughs> cool, Zapper, things just right a couple of cool things you're stoked about. What are your 2024 zip zappers?
4: <laughs> <laughs> just I, zip them and just zap them. Come on, let's go. Please. So, uh, like you said in my introduction earlier, I've worked on a, you know, a zillion different things. And yep. a lot of what I do now is um, highly migratory species. So not only the billfish, you know, we look these tagging projects are great. Uh, you know, they're one-off, and especially the Marlin fly was just phenomenal. Yeah. But, you know, chances to go out and get other satellite tags out. You know, we do have tags out in blue Marlin right now, and we have a handful nice. more to deploy. Um, oh. And more breaking news, uh, another tag got deployed right before I left. Oh, so uh, cool. I know, I love it. Oh, nice. Love it. Johnny and Renee got, got one out, one out. Right, before, oh. right before coming down here. That's so, crazy. Um, also do a lot of shark work, and, you know, sharks are a big topic, too, and we do... Yeah. Satellite tagging of those, life history studies, just a little bit of everything.
1: Tarpon? (laughs) Yeah.
4: So we do so there is a newly re-established tarpon charter fishery in Mississippi. So tarpon were there forever. It was a big thing back in the day. They came away. And uh I had a chance to go out, oh, I don't remember exactly how long ago it was now. And we had about 200 tarpon in the school around us while we were out there that's not cool a single fish was caught a yeah of <laughs> cups, <not> a <laughs> fish was caught.
0: well because you didn't have your fly rod oh,
4: on yeah. you right yeah. So,
0: yeah,
4: we'll <laughs> that's okay, we'll we're we're yeah. you know, conventional tackle yeah and we yeah. ended up getting a handful of satellite tags out that's, and, cool. that's uh, cool some of our yeah. their colleagues down in the gulf of mexico or you know their satellite tag in marlin they're putting acoustic tags in marlin or not marlin sorry tarpon Mm -hmm. yeah Um, Mm. and so they're putting acoustic tags in them now too and so that's another big another big research area that uh, we're delving into is the acoustic telemetry tags and so unlike the satellite tags that you know Mm -hmm. collect data nonstop and then transmit to uh to the satellite system these acoustic tags are actually surgically implanted in the fish and you know there may be biggest ones are about like that small right yeah And uh, the fish has to swim by a receiver that we have deployed, Mm. but then we get an exact timestamp and location because we know where those receivers are.
0: Like when they ping. Really
4: fine scale movement. That's very Mm -hmm. cool. And so acoustic telemetry is used in freshwater, saltwater, hundreds and hundreds of of different species. And so we we have a big push on that. We have some red drum tagged. We got some sheep's head that we're tagging now. Cool. Some black drum. um, We've done a handful of sharks. And yeah, just a lot of different species. So we do a lot of telemetry work. Yeah, I specifically do a lot of highly migratory work. But
0: okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Peter, how about how about yourself? Uh, anything you're super excited about?
3: Yeah, I mean we've we've got this one program. Um, we had talked about it earlier, like you know, learning about baby billfish. Yeah. Um, and we have this really, you know, a lot of our work is based off of citizen science, which is kind of like a, a catchword recently, or yeah. a hot. A hot Bad word whatever we want to call it yeah. um and the basis of this uh, juvenile billfish or baby billfish project is basically the same thing is you know if you were to encounter um you know uh, a juvenile billfish that's you know four to six inches. i think it's under under 10 inches you very simply just take a picture time stamp it let us know where you are so we yeah. can start building a cache so we have an understanding, a better understanding, at least a baseline of information yeah. and some data to where we can pass that along to scientists like Jeremy that can help us understand the A to Z life stage for these yeah. guys. Where do we find them? Where, what are they eating? You know, what is, What's happening? Why are they showing up in this area? That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we're, we're doing, we're, we're constantly modifying our, our tag and release program. So we have a traditional tag program as well. Um, that And traditional tags are basically... Um, they're not satellite tags, they don't have any electronics in it. It just provides a, a a point A and a point B. But it's also it's also super important because traditional tags are one, they're significantly cheaper. They're three dollars versus fifty five hundred dollars per tag. Um, right. and anyone yeah. can participate in that. And they're also they can be on a fish forever, right? Yeah. They don't pop off. So a lot of times, you know, going back to the satellite tagging, you know, we'll we try to double tag them to where we can provide Obviously, the satellite t- tagging data on it will come off, pop off, eventually, but we'll also still have that traditional tag still on there. And what we're trying to do with that program, which we've had since 1990, I think Mitch, like you said, is you know we're trying to get more people to participate in this in this program, and then report the data to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times we'll have, let's say, you know, Mitch, you went out fishing with uh, with Joe. Um, and you caught a blue marlin, but you forgot to submit that information. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely terrifying news for me because if, <laughs> if if Aldo, you go out fishing with Jeremy, right, and you happen to recapture that fish, we have no way right, yeah. of providing that information. So what we're trying to do is we have, you know, this application online now um, at tagbillfish.org where they can go on and just, you know, put in their information in there, uh, you know, okay. of, of the fish that they catch. We are always looking to get more data because the better data that we have, the better management can happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of times, especially when it comes not only for offshore, but any recreational sport, specifically fishing, we're always underrepresented because a lot of people just don't understand our community. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that there are a lot of us out there, men, women, children. We're spending a lot of money to go various places silly places a lot of times to, to go fishing for these for these fish right and yes. we always want to be able to, like i said that's the basis of tbf is to provide scientific hard evidence to show how much this fish and these fish or these mm-hmm. fishes mean to us and our community mm-hmm. so you know that application is, we're hoping we'll get more people to be involved and to report their data to us. Um, as well as we're super busy all the time. Um, like I, like you introduced me, Mitch is, you know, we're part of so many different committees and so many different things to where we're trying to always make sure we're on the pulse of understanding what's happening, uh, within our community. You know, we go to a lot of events, uh, like tournaments just to go on the dock to talk to guys. I think that's always understated like being in an ivory tower is great but being on the floor on the docks that means more to people to where they can be more relatable with you and you know there's that as as much as i love talking with people over the phone and through zoom there's something about being able to talk face to face absolutely right And, yeah, and i don't want to see myself
1: you know, when i'm talking to you so yes <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and, it, and and really it's just a bs too like just to be able to bs yeah. at the bar mm-hmm. and talk about silly fish and stories or whatever we want yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's fun. something about Absolutely. that too so
0: yeah, and like data can be so um rough and hidden you know like i think it's funny right like just talking to people is maybe like what you're saying is how to get hard data yeah. it's like just talking to people about oh, what'd you catch last week and someone's like and, and even i got and, a baby marlin's like,
3: exactly <laughs> and, and, yeah. and that's the whole thing is you're just talking and then someone might overhear it and then yeah. or they provide some really interesting insight that you didn't even think of absolutely yeah. right, right. Yeah. and i think that's a lot of the times like you know we're so focused on certain aspects of things whether it's scientific mm-hmm. advocacy and then you hear like an outsider talk oh why don't you think about this or did you think about doing this Oh, I would have never thought about it because you're so sometimes tunnel visioned and it takes that interaction between people, you know, that that help us spur innovation and technology as well as to help push this foundation further. Like, you know, the application itself is not rocket science, but it's Mm. something to help someone easily go on a phone and be boop, 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 you know, and just punch that information. Um, We just want to make it easier. Uh, for people, yeah. but you know, our, our, big thing, like I said, in the, in the future are, are working with individuals like Jeremy and doing some of that research. Really our hope is, you know, to kind of plug some more work that we're going to be doing is, you know, we're hoping to present at some future conferences specifically about the stuff that we're learning and that he kind of alluded to in regards to the mag bay trip as well. Mm. Um, and to show off some of that information, I'm actually super, super pumped and. Really anxious to see that data when it comes out because we don't really know yet what it's going to show. And to be able to, you know, have that hard evidence to be like, boom, here it is, you know, in your face, this is what's happening. You know, fly fishing for Marlin is this, it means this. So that's what really, you know, makes me super excited to show not only the awesome science that we're doing together, but the community. And how that's going to affect future generations? Totally. Yeah, I love
5: it. It's kind of neat to think that one day fishing could have, you know, a decades worth of
2: yeah
0: impact.
5: Impact. I was going to say consequences, but consequences kind of sounds like it has a a negative. negative. Yeah, no,
3: I mean it's true, and it's so cool. Like, I I hope you guys have the opportunity in the future to to do that. I mean, it was totally. It was. It was. Yeah, it was sick. And and sick. To be able to have, it's you know, it's a double-edged sword of what I'm about to say. It's like it's mm-hmm. awesome to, to have and create that baseline,
2: yeah,
3: right. To be able to gather all that information at a short burst and get that that's never been done before. But at the same point, I look at it another way. of like, man, it's never been done before. You know, yeah. like, yeah, man, yeah. how are we the first ones to do this? How I know, we, yeah, right. It's just and rad. It just it, it, yeah and it's just that silly discussion that you know hannah joe and cody and whoever else was at coast at the time said you know i've got this crazy idea you want to you want to go out fly fishing for yeah sure <laughs> and
0: then there you go yeah yeah, yeah.
3: that's super that's fun.
0: cool well you guys have super cool jobs um very that's cool. for sure Be- and yeah. uh and yeah you know like thanks for being the voice of uh of striped marlin marlin but also you know all fish i think that's that's uh, really admirable and, and really cool. And, um, and we much appreciate it and also you both coming on the show tonight. Have fun in the Bahamas, um, you know, Yeah, which I don't think uh, needs to be yeah, said. We'll,
3: we'll try. Yeah. We'll try much. Yeah. How much time do you have left? <laughs> it's Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I have to leave in a day or okay. two, but no. he's here. I'll be here the rest of the week. He's here all oh, week, nice so he'll, he'll drink a couple of Jeremy's for all, for here all week, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um,
5: I love it. I guess it's a, like shameless plug time, like where can people find either you or your research or the Bill Fisher? Yeah, Foundation how can people get involved how, at like website? How, how could people get involved? Yeah, um, so um
4: yeah. yeah, we have we have our page at the university, it's you know, University of Southern Mississippi, Center for Fisheries Research and Development, we pop up. We have our Instagram, I think it's just USMCFRD Um We have like peter was also saying we have a tag release program too but it's inshore fish and so if you're local in the gulf of mexico and you catch triple tail cobia um trout redfish like we have a tagging program if you're interested reach out to us and uh just you know google my name and usm (laughs) let's
5: go tag some fish man
4: (laughs) It's you know,
5: fish, we got to we got to as a side note, Mitch and I got to fish with a, a Bonefish Tarpon Trust um, biologist and yep. uh, who's which one uh, Ross, Doctor. Yep, he's great. Uh, I think he's I think who's, he's actually at the conference right now. So I had a good I'd be conference. surprised oh, yeah. if he wasn't. He a he's a cool, he's a really nice. cool dude. Man. Yeah, all those guys at
3: BTT are great. Yeah, they're super man. smart
5: and yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, the BTT people are great. Like Mark and stuff. The people yeah. we got to meet, they're great. But yeah, you know, we had the we did not connect to the Bonefish in, in Biscayne, unfortunately. I think we only even saw one, but, um, uh, but Ross had his, had his equipment out, and I was like, oh, fuck, it would be so cool to tag Yeah, one. it's cool. <laughs> um, but, um, but unfortunately, we didn't even see one. So,
0: no.
5: But we did go out in a thunderstorm, so that might have had something to well, do. I've, do got,
3: I've got like uh, 100 hey, sand tags in my basement, say, man. Let's just, yeah. let's just yeah. go. I was about yeah. to say, let's not get hit by lightning.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll put great. all that in the uh, in the links and stuff in the in the show notes. So even after this, if you want to, you know, yeah, send, send us send us yeah. a bunch of links and and stuff, and we'll make sure that everybody yeah. has that available to them. But this was rad. Yeah, this this is was awesome. Yeah.
3: No, and I appreciate it. I mean, if, if they if anyone look up the Billfish Foundation, it's really simple. You know, yeah. Billfish.org. Um, I think we're on. A lot of social media i'm not social media savvy but we're on instagram yeah. it facebook. seems like you're
5: on facebook twitter instagram and youtube <laughs> there, there you go. go there you go <laughs> we'll put it all
0: links to all that stuff in the show notes yeah. too because uh yeah you know just to your point of people getting involved and how they can help
3: yeah like i said our our whole program very similar to jeremy's you know it's all yeah. based off of anglers that want to participate yeah. so yeah um yeah we we appreciate anyone that wants to come on uh, we try to give prizes to, and there, we recognize people at an award ceremony who tag and release the most fish as well. Uh, we try to make it really fun for a lot of these guys. And um, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, anglers are a little competitive sometimes <laughs> as well. So yes. no. a bit. it helps yeah. to entice, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it helps totally. entice people no. to, to tag a little bit more and provide that data, like I said, which is essential.
4: Yep. Yep. Yeah. What we do gonna be done without the community. 100%. And, you know, In all facets yeah. of our, our jobs. like It's... The community really drives all of this whether it's participating in the research or just having that conversation of going hey i caught a such and Mm -hmm. such what do you think about that i've never seen one before well that's a new line to new line for us to follow up then and see what's going on absolutely and so the community is really really important in everything that we do in in fisheries i love it
0: okay well yeah we'll put we'll put all those links in the uh, in the show notes so that we can keep growing that community and bringing people together but uh yeah, Peter, Jeremy, thank you guys so much. Yeah, yeah thank on. you so much. Thank you,
3: no, thank you so much for, for having us. We, we do appreciate it. I'll, I'll make sure to to uh, say thank you to Hannah and Joe as well. So uh, Yeah, sure. they're great.
5: Yeah, that was so well, nice of them to connect us. And, yeah, it's, yeah, I guess it's it's Marlin Month on the SoFly yeah. podcast, baby. Yeah. This is show number two. Woo, go so go Marlin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. Um, cool. All
3: right, cool. well, thanks so much, guys. Have a good night. You yep, too. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate the time.
0: Today's show is brought to you in part by Chums. You know, Chums, the company that makes those can't-live-without-em straps that keep your sunglasses on your melon. Believe it or not, Chums has been around for 40 years, making top-notch outdoor accessories for all the guides, river rats, and weekend warriors out there. Chums got their start in southern Utah back in 1983, when a guide on the Colorado River invented their now-famous original cotton eyewear retainer. Chums still makes many of its products in Utah and everything they produce is designed to help you hang on to the gear you value most. Head to chums.com to explore a wide range of products including wallets, roll top dry bags, waste packs, dry sacks for your phone and of course glasses, retainers and all kinds of wicked styles. Every time we hit the water Chums is right there with us in the form of amazing gear which means we never have to worry about our sunglasses or phones sinking to the murky depths of the waters we love to fish. Head to chums.com to check out their full lineup of outdoor accessories that's chums.com yeah welcome back that was sick uh great show peter and uh jeremy thank you for coming on uh why are you talking so low there uh mitch it's because it's dark here it gets dark at like four o'clock now because it's daylight savings time and we're don't need to get you a sad lamp it's like four four p.m i kind of like it because it's cozy season so yeah. it gets dark early i get it's my blankets season. out i get it's my good slippies season. and i get a little tea and i'm Flippies. cozy i'm a cozy Flippies. guy you know what i'm saying Flippies. but come jan i'm a depressed guy but i'm still cozy that's
5: why in, that's why in february we're we going to be miami guys yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to miami. in fact that's is where isn't that where peter's from yeah uh, uh yeah. i think I he's from miami right totally
0: or florida i don't know
5: but somewhere in south florida um yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, what's going on? Uh well, uh it is November sixth uh when we're recording this, but of course this comes out November fifteenth for everybody in and around London, Ontario, mm-hmm. December third, we are hosting a screening of the F three T. Yeah, London, Ontario. London, Ontario with uh, Eric Lund from uh, Essendon County Lodge. And of course, uh, Drift Outfitters is helping us out with uh, ticket sales and everything. Yeah. Um, doors are at 11. Movies start at 11.30. We are at the Highland Cinema, correct, yep. Mitch? in London. That it's is correct. Highland Cinema. Cinema. Highland Cinema. Uh, $25 in advance plus HSD and $30 at the door. So definitely get your tickets before if you want to save a little bit of cash. At sheesh.
0: the Drift Outfitters website.
5: Driftoutfitters.com. And we also have some wicked raffle prizes. Yeah. Um, uh, like a pair of Costa sunglasses. Wicked raffle example. prizes.
0: Like if you were at the Toronto uh, one or the people that are listening that went to the Toronto one, like, you know, we got, we, we brought the heat when it came to prizes. Oh, right? We'll oh, bring yeah. the heat in London prizes. too.
5: We're, sto- we're stoked to do an event outside of Toronto. That's for yeah. sure. So, yeah, if you're in London on December 3rd, um, come, on you know, come, ha- come hang out. I'm you're sure the next we'll contestant
0: on the F3T. <laughs> bam,
5: bam, bam, bam.
0: That's right. How did the how did the song go?
5: I don't know. I always <laughs> default to John Cena for some yep. reason. noticed <laughs> so dumb. And then uh, last Saturday, uh, a couple of days ago, your brother was in town. Mitch, we went, uh, we yeah. took the boat out and did some steelhead. Yeah,
0: hey, we did a float. We did a float. Uh, and uh, I've never seen fun.
5: the Nato Saga clear. It was a beautiful, yeah, that beautiful so fall day. Clear.
0: Yeah, was so clear. Beautiful the fall day. The water was very clear.
5: Yeah. Beautiful fall steelheading day. Steelheading in November,
0: you know, you never know what you're going to get in terms of weather. It could be really windy, which makes it really it bone-chillingly really cold, cold. cold, which doesn't, really rain. you know, it's good, but it also can sometimes get pretty hard, you know, when you're freezing. Yeah. Um, so it was beautiful weather. Couldn't have asked for more. And uh, it
5: was super lot, fun. A lot of good times. A lot of good jokes. A lot of good
0: jokes. A lot of good I was laughs. was laughing a lot. Had some fun. Smoked some stogies. Ate some sandwiches. Ate some good cookies. Not a lot of
5: fish. Not a lot of fish, but, you know. In fact, only one. Only one.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it was, uh, hey, it's better than none. And also, like I said, it was still a fun time. Yeah, it's my first time in our boat, uh, Tom Rosen floater, so... Uh, I love
5: that boat. I really it's great. do. It's a great boat. It's a great I boat. I think, you know, like the more we do, we go on it, the more the little things will change. Yeah, like, maybe. oh, yeah, this has to, you know, the change. The nuances. Can we tweak That's this? A... Can we put this on? Yeah.
0: I would say, yeah. definitely say like figuring out the ore balance thing. Um, They're heavy. Yeah. Because yeah. like, but I think if you just put the weights, like um, Josh was saying... It'll yeah. help, like make them. I also more feel like, I mean, balanced. I've
5: rowed Matt and Josh's boat, yeah. and their oars are definitely of higher quality. Right. Yeah, right. like
0: super light, right? Fiberglass,
5: something or other. Fiber. And they're bad. J- I don't think ours are bad. I just think, to your point, Mitch, really, they're on. Un- they're not very balanced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that's like they're really hard to. Anyway, whatever. Something we gotta
0: work out, but other
5: yeah. than that, both sick. Oh, it's
0: sick, man! It's awesome. It's a GB. Boat's... It's a great boat. Oh, it's sick it's a sick boat um it's a sick boat
5: <laughs> it's a sick boat and then yeah you'll like, know you're going into jamaica man catch a jack yeah go fishing yeah. for sure you yeah, don't want to go fishing
0: i don't uh, know yeah, the I do. like i know the fishing i zone. don't, I don't know, know what the rain fishing is like. Jamaica, but
5: uh, th- you're not gonna go fishing it's yeah, great yeah, is yeah, it yeah. not is it not amazing you're gonna get all the i don't know i don't know i'm not gonna about. go well, No. all i know uh, is that there's
0: all i know is that there it's like access maybe can be tricky right isn't that the case or something
1: well, we're on a resort, a family resort. So I just gotta make sure wherever I'm fishing is safe and what
5: and, resort are you at? Uh you're the, gonna be safe. What do you mean safe? Safe. Can't you, safe, you just well, fish you know, the
1: resort? Ref- like
0: just go
5: fish the Just go fish the resort. I don't know.
0: I've never
1: been, guys. I've never been. What's so, the resort called? Uh the Royal Nelson. Why don't Nelson you just fish it? In Negril. Grill. I'm gonna make Mary Royal. Bring
5: my what? <laughs> Royal what? No, do
1: the do the full turn. Royal Nelson.
5: Royal oh, Nelson Oh, you've never been? No. To the Royal Nelson? Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, although you've been, right? Oh, who hasn't? I don't been, know. I've been. So
5: you haven't been. Everyone's been.
0: Yeah, fishing's great, dude. <coughs> oh, you guys are googling now. Um. Well, let's save the uh, listeners. Royal oh, Nelson. Save the listeners from a little. Sorry, googling the sorry, container. the
1: Royalton. Sorry, Royal Nelson is something else. Royal, the Royalton. Negros. Welcome to the Royalton. One word.
0: Cool. Well.
5: Welcome to the Royalton. If
0: anyone's been to yeah. the Royalton.
5: Wait. Is it on? the ocean? Yeah, man. You sure? Yes, man. <laughs> you're going to be I'm gonna you're, kill you And there's like a little point? Oh, there's for sure there's got to be at least snapper here. For sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: It's going to be great. There's and you can be. have a nice little relaxing time laying on the beach, soak up the sun. The hotel
5: beside you is called Hedonism 2. Yes. Oh, We've wow, talked that's...
0: about this, although don't
1: bring head? this up on the podcast. Where the hell are you going?
5: Why? Hedonism, Hedonism is so the... funny.
1: Yeah, it's funny. It's the Hedonism 2. The, oh, and there's a the
5: sandals beside you? It's the nude oh, beach. And then
1: there's like a nude couples resort that's like... 5 stars apparently. I don't like, know who's you know.
5: telling you not to leave the resort. You should definitely leave the resort. There's so many restaurants and stuff.
0: Nude couples. Yeah. There's so many Everybody couples yeah, a nude, a nude so- couples resort. A nude couples resort. So you go to this resort as a couple and you have to be nude? There's sections to be nude.
1: oh
0: weird. Yeah. That's like no, I'm just that's saying. like my nightmare for me. Like to me be at that thing like just like that's the last thing I want to do. is just like walk around. I mean, I
5: don't want to see you nude. No. Either. I <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> I don't even see, uh, there's a fourth wall that somehow we haven't broken yet, yeah. and I don't want Are We Only broken. Andy. <laughs> Wait, Oh, my God. Andy, yes, everyone's seen Andy naked. Yeah.
0: Shout out to Andy. Cheers. Um, <laughs> and his nudity.
5: Okay, well, yeah, that's fine. and, and although fun. there's a,
1: at the peak, there's, it looks like there's, based on the pictures, a little
0: uh lagoonish area with- No, I mean, it was- that uh, be fun. It's going to be a great trip. It'll be fun.
5: Ball. Take your clousers. Yeah. It'll be yeah. a good time. Yeah. yeah. Take some clousers. Take some shrimpies. Some clousers. I love fuck I love saltwater fishing so much
0: we're gonna have to go soon I we're gonna l- go back to love, Miami aren't we
5: love to do this a Marlin trip well, yeah Mario does a mag bay does mag Bay every that's year, where his I mean. best fishing
0: story with... ever was from a few episodes Maybe ago.
5: Should... yes, that's true yeah. um good tie in oh, yeah. um we should go with Mario that'd be fun, yeah, that'd be crazy horses. <laughs>
0: Be crazy, awesome. be That'd
5: be crazy awesome. That'd be crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. No, good. Sh- oh, my God. Booby Key. What? Sorry, I'm still on this map. Oh, this, 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 this Jamaica, this Negril, the, the, the key that you're on is called Booby. i where are you
0: going. Naked resorts. Couples walking around <laughs> yeah, naked. Booby island. Booby Key. <laughs> what the hell's going on
1: here? I'll FaceTime you when I get there and I'll show you.
5: <laughs> no, don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
5: cool. Jamaica. That'll be fun. And yeah. then you're going to Japan. Yeah, when Mitchell's this comes out, I'll Japan. be in Japan. Yeah. Are
0: you going to bring me your Japan rod? when this comes out? To Japan? No, I'm not. Um, there's some good fishing around uh, the, in the north, and also, yeah, kind of around where we'll be. But where will you be? Well, we're going to Tokyo. We're going to uh, Kyoto. We're going to Osaka. We're going to Hiroshima. We're going to uh, maybe Nara. Um, we're kind of doing the the Golden Route. For the most oh man! Part, Can you please
5: go to the fish market in Osaka and eat everything? Oh yeah, we definitely. Just you know, you, you could buy like you go there and you buy the 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 fish, yeah. and then you go to the restaurants. They prepare it for and, you. And then yeah, you buy it at the fish monger, and then they prepare the fish that you just bought at the fishmonger awesome. for That sounds awesome. That sounds. And you just heavenly. slam beers yeah. and eat yakitori. It sounds
0: amazing. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm gonna be doing it's like basically. The fucking yeah. best thing ever. We're just gonna hang and out. Just... We're gonna eat yeah fish and just look around and. Yeah, it's going to be sick. I'm stoked.
5: Oh man, I'm so stoked for you too. That's so great. It's gonna be fun time little time off. Yeah, I
0: haven't had a vacation in a while, so. Um, me and Steph will go to Japan and get really lost and it'll be great.
5: It's going to be amazing. In translation.
0: That's right. It's a fantastic film. Um
5: Cool. Right. 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, um although can I buy yeah, great show, Can y'all.
1: I borrow your players? No, uh, like his like, like his long ours? nose, needle nose. What do you mean? Definitely. Why not? I bought
0: them for you uh-huh. for your birthday. So did I, uh-huh. by the way. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. So I want to borrow them too, and I just want to take them with me to Japan uh-huh. and walk around with them. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you can have them. It. yo of course you can borrow them.
1: Oh uh, well, nope. well, I guess we'll see. We'll see Thursday. Come on, man! It's only for a week. I'm not gonna ruin them.
2: Well, 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 well
0: uh I yeah hopefully friends. we can get those pliers for you what did i do you say friends what did i do
1: you have pliers i don't have salt pliers bro sure you, yeah, do. you do don't you no i don't what but they have like you? a
5: pair of uh dudes. dr slicks s- i gave you a pair dudes. of dr
1: slicks dude what the fuck is happening right now
5: what's happening right I now i gave dudes? you a pair of dog what's happening now dudes dudes, dudes. i don't have <laughs> dude don't where's have. my pliers Dude, yo, yeah, oh, yeah, they are like green and yellow. That's kind of no. funny. Eh? No. Huh? Well. Oh, so you lost the pliers? Pliers I gave you. Oh my god. <laughs> and now you wonder why you can't borrow the pliers.
0: oh right. there you go. You got a point there, yoma You do. You are. That's why we call you lost, Losty. He's fibbing. This no this thing.
5: Fibs. <laughs> <laughs> He's fibbing. Right. 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 Right.
0: Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Yoma have a fantastic time in Jamaica. Uh, and uh, get nude, get nude on hedonism <laughs> key, or whatever the hell it is you're going to. Booby and uh, yes, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Peter, Jeremy, for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for Costa for the Marlon Fly Project, and uh, thank you to uh, everybody in the world. Um, you're great. Thank you. <laughs> that is it for me, Mitch. Aldo buddy, <laughs> thanks everybody. Uh, Yelma. bye. See you later. Take care. Call me here. <laughs> <laughs> You can find all of our content at SoFly.ca. Reach out via email by sending your questions or comments to info at SoFly.ca. Find us on Instagram at The SoFly Crew. Thanks for listening.